This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. It is New Year's Eve 2023. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, you. And those are the lyrics? They are today because I can't remember what the words are to this song. Pretty good voice. Pretty good voice. I'm losing it. I'm a little raspy. Happy New Year. Where are you this New Year's? I am just finishing a weekend in San Diego. If you're a benefit subscriber, you are listening on my last night of shows in San Diego. And I'm going to go to Miami. Nice. Miami. We're going to Miami. 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 I'm going to the real deal. deal. You going to club? Clubbing. Wow. Women. Clubs. Hopefully it's warm. Bottles popping. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go stay on Miami Beach. I couldn't get a room at Soas. That place was expensive. This is like the most expensive time to go away. It really is. Well, I had to fly back anyways. Mm -hmm. So I'm flying back. Back from where? From San Diego. Okay. So West Coast to East Coast sucks. Yeah. Just generally. You Might lose as well whole... go to Miami. Well, there, again, you advised me not to go to Cabo alone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I did. I yeah. said, you Miami, know, probably. much better single spot alone. I yeah. think uh, that's a better vibe for me. Mm. I can go directly. Well, I, not directly. I have to go San Diego to Atlanta, Atlanta to Miami. I'll get there around like four. I'm staying at, you know, a nice hotel on the beach. And then nice. um, I use points. If you use points, you got to tell people you use points. I mean, for that week, especially. Right. You know, I'm not I'm hitting you up for money. Out of pocket. Are you kidding? Who am I? It's an expensive week to travel. Absolutely. So I'm really living it up on points life. So I got a hotel room and I'm going to stay there till like the second. Okay. And then I'll fly back to here. That'll be great. So what are you doing for New Year's? You're just going to see what I, pops up? See what happens. I mean, like, that's like... Do you know like, people down there? Oh, you, you're like... I don't really. Right. <laughs> Is your, like, brother going to be there? No, he's right. in Chicago. I know, so, but he's that's was, like, his home base. No, wow. his home base is, like, you know, Podunk, Illinois now. Oh. Uh, well, it was back in, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. So it is just me. I guess when you're single on... <sighs> You know, if it was New Year's Eve and I was with someone, I'd be like, what am I going to do? I got to figure out a plan. I, right. I kind of like the idea of like, I get there at five, I'll get dressed, showered, hopefully feel good about my body enough to put on some nice clothes and then like sit at a hotel bar and just like chill into the new year. I kind of like like that. I like that. Um, no pressure. No pressure. No I kind of No one misconstruing your midnight kiss to be uh, the start of a relationship. No, just me kissing a martini glass. There you go. And my phone. And your phone. <laughs> You want to be with the ones you love most. Three. Can you imagine how, if I did the joke to its like natural end 
And like how funny it would be if someone was like, oh, look at Jared Freed. He's here at this bar, uh, New Year's. I wonder what he's doing. And then they go, three, two, one. And then I just go and kiss my phone. And they're like, did he just, <laughs> just kiss make his out. phone? Yeah, his tongue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's been such a beautiful year. Uh, put this on, on camera. Are we taping say? this? Close in on this. Okay. Uh, that's the saddest <laughs> I don't know why you're not subscribed to the YouTube. Gotta get a picture of your phone and a thong. Hey, baby girl. (laughs) We've had a good year. High times and low times. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone's like, I think he needs some some, some help. Just me making out with my phone. You didn't want to go to Boca? You know, no. Fair. I kind of wanted to. uh, Do your own thing. Let those old fogies do their own thing. Yeah. I don't know. I wanted a nice hotel. I wanted to like chill out. What are you doing tonight? Um, I tonight. don't know. I've got um a few friends. We keep talking about doing some plans. The thing is when you get to 34 is like a lot of people have kids and they're like, they don't want to deal with getting a babysitter on New Year's Eve because that's when all the young people who would be babysitting have actual shit to do. Right. Like Us young people stuff. aren't. Sitting, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I, I there's hear that. Like, there's not like a ton of like twenty year old babysitters like jumping at the chance to spend their New Year's. <laughs> Talk about TV. expensive. Yeah, can't use points on a sitter. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So I think it's hard to find a sitter. So the the friends are like not like super excited, and then they're also like, um, I think Liam was like. I don't know if I can make it till midnight. I've got to be up at six the next day. Why? Um, Why does she? Because it's she's got a baby. Oh, that's like um, babies wake up at six. I think earlier sometimes. Yeah, not in my house. So like, there, there's just not like an excited. Yeah, there's not right. like an excited. It's uh, also Sunday night, right? So it doesn't work out to like. Yeah, maybe we'll I'll go to dinner with the people who can make it out, or like host or something. We'll see. Right. Yeah, it's not like I'm not like super pumped about any of the perspective. New Year things. I mean, if anything, I'm sure my plan sounds pretty good to you. Yeah. Like if you and Mike want to make, make it down to Miami, Miami, I'll hold you a couple bar seats. Maybe I'll let you my know, phone maybe. sit on the bar Who and knows? you guys can take her seat. Maybe we'll be in Miami. We maybe. I. And everyone knows where to find me now. An undisclosed hotel. You just, just if you want to search every nice hotel bar on South Beach, there's not like that many. No, there's only one called the Ritz. So is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe a is. surprise lover will meet you after That's hearing this episode. Me in a vest, in. a fedora. You know how I dress. Yeah. On I mean, a nice night out. Now that you've disclosed your location, <laughs> a rose I actually, in my brooch. Now that you've disclosed your location, you've made this into like a sleepless in Seattle type um, rom com where someone might find you at midnight as a as a listener of the show that is interesting i have made it clear now that you mentioned this wasn't our plan by the way this isn't in the notes i mean it's just jared lets someone know where he can be found on new year's i mean unless they're gonna murder you this is a great idea yeah fair it's either murder or love yeah men they're not like a bunch of people probably trying to like find you and murder you no i would hope not yeah yeah i think i think i'm i'm confident if it worked out that way such is life. Such is life. What are you going to do? Last episode of the... Of the I'll go uh, out doing what I love, looking at my Instagram notifications. <laughs> he died peacefully in his Instagram notifications. Right. <laughs> so, so their tombstone will read. Oh, I can't believe 2024. Yeah. Any resolutions? 
Um, that might be our benefits episode. Okay, we'll see. That comes it. out. It'll be out. It'll. It's already out. It's already out. What are you? Okay. What are you hoping for the new year? My resolution, same resolution every as I have every year. Take better care of my things. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's the one. It's continuously working on. It. I think I get a tiny bit better at it every year. I'm never like good at it. I still can't wear. I can't. I still can't invest in white clothing. Mm. Not that level. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, who amongst us? I mean, there are people. There are just right. not people I understand. Right. Mine's to give more to charity, but good for you. Okay. <laughs> Mine's to wear less white. What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's uh, it's weird. Twenty twenty four. Did you ever think like this was that a year? We would year? make it this far. Right. Like, yeah. did you think this would be like a year? I don't know. Like, I think like to me, the world ended at twenty nineteen. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was right. That was the last uh, pre-pandemic. Right? right. Yeah. Or maybe even 2009. Like, that's like the last year. We're almost year. halfway through the 20s. No one calls it the 20s. The 20s. Yeah. Yeah. You're. I think you're the first one to ever do that. Trademark. There it is. Um. I don't think. Yeah. I feel like we're almost halfway through this decade. It's kind of weird. A few years know, of it oh were pandemic-y. God. Oh, my God. I can't believe how old we are. I know. We're still doing the show. <laughs> it's still still talking about this bullshit yeah how was your year good year for you it was a good year yeah it was a, a, an exciting year a wild year yeah. a, a, it's actually a year that i had more like i can't believe this is who i am okay. as an adult you know like i have had more of the i think that's why i'm like wow, what would you give it zero to ten? Oh, an absolute i would I would say a 10. A I, 10? I, I, yeah. I, oh, wow, I, I love that. I had a great year. Yeah, I mean, if did. I really want to look back. A 10 out of 10. A wow. Netflix special. That's... I did The Tonight Show. Again? Career-wise, a second time. Yes. Um, I had good times with friends and family, I think. Yeah. My brother a whole new set got engaged. I have a whole new hour that I really enjoy doing. Yeah. Um. And you got your special. And yeah, I, I don't know. That's uh, how about you? That's what great. would you give so, yours? Zero to ten. big, great. Tough year to for top. Yeah. Um, I'd give it a seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay. Six point six and a half. You're going down. I don't know. Six <laughs> I'm just thinking comparatively. You know, you think about it compared to other. What's years. the best year you've ever had? Do you have a, a a year that you'd be like, that was the one that I remember? 2017 was a great year for me. Okay. 2011 I really liked. Really? Yeah. What about 2011 really? Started Betches, graduated from college. The start like, of Betches to you yeah. was like, like it wasn't, there, there wasn't, that was a fun year for you? That was a really fun year. Um, It was like my, it was my last semester of college, mm-hmm. but I had already graduated. So I was kind of just fucking around. Mm-hmm. Um, You had like this a, project that was like, Pretty happening. exciting, yeah. Like things were, people were responding traction. to it. That's cool. Yeah, that was just a, it was a fun year. I was 22, great year, Look not a that. care in the world. And then what about 2017? 2017, I moved into my own apartment, I remember. Mm-hmm. Like I got, I, I stopped living with a roommate. I got my own studio. I met Mike. That was the year we you met Mike. started this podcast. We did start that was this a big podcast. Year. That is a big year. Yeah. November that year. Yeah. That was a good year. That was a good year. This the last year was a good year. I got I had some highs, I had some lows. Right. Bought a house. That was great. Not a house. A mansion. Okay. Stop it. Hey. 
It's a house. A mansion. But a... But a house. An empire. Okay. I mean, the way the you just... crown jewel. I bought a haunted house, a haunted mansion. A haunted mansion. <laughs> that a, house is a little bit haunted. I bought yes. a haunted mansion. Um, and next year, I think next year is, is the year that I make it a home, a home. Yes. yes. Make a house a home. Yes. I, I, yeah. I've, I've laid a lot of groundwork this year. You know, I've been looking in the neighborhood. I might, what if I moved in next door? I'm like, bring in, bring in the circus. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's a beautiful home. You're welcome to the, I'd love to be your neighbor. I think you'd be a pretty good neighbor. Oh, I'd be fun. You'd know when to like. When to interact and when yes. to, you know, do our own thing. It'd be like Kramer, except yeah. without the racial slurs. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, me. A better version <laughs> of Seinfeld. That's right. Um, on that note. On that note, did you know that uh, a pretty embarrassing moment for us, I think this year, was that um, Riz was crowned Oxford's Word of the Year. Right. It was really, I guess we were the most wrong about anything. We that's... said it didn't exist. Here's... <laughs> I still don't, I'm mean, still not like a fan of the word. Riz. Riz is charisma, right? That's what the kids call charisma. I think the point I made while this came up was a fair point. This idea that like charisma had to like be named, like we had to give, they. it, it felt very internet culture right. where it was like, that guy's got Riz. And you're like, oh, you know, it, there's I don't already know. a word for that. Charisma is already a word. Right. It was a, a weird, subtle way of taking away charisma from people. Right. Like the, the acknowledgement that some people have it, some people don't. Yeah. You know? I agree. I don't I know. Think so, it's, I think it's weird that it's the, I mean, you know, you know what? We were wrong. It's okay. It's a real word. We can say. But I think it's dead now that the time, now that uh, Oxford has, has called it the word of the year, it's the kiss of that. Well, the, well, the minute parents uncool. start saying it. Got the riz. Right. The minute we start saying it, it's over. Like yeah. us start us saying olds. it. Yeah. All right, oh, that well. guy's got riz. Like if I heard someone I went to college with be like, oh, yeah, that guy's got riz. I would never speak to that person ever again. Right. You'd be like, what a fucking dork. What's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> I would honestly ask, is he okay? Well, that was the weird part about the Taylor Swift interview. What interview? She had like an, when she was time person of the year, mm -hmm. where she was using all these like, she was using all these, I feel like, Gen Z, like, slang terms. What did she say? How old she's, is Taylor? She's 33? about my age. 34. As of yesterday. As a, yeah, yes. okay. 1989. The oh, same so, age as the Betches. And Harry, my brother. And Harry. Yep. All, very, very big year mm -hmm. for cool people being born. Yep. <laughs> Iconic year. Exactly. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, also 34. Oh, okay. 1989. Fellow, fellow 1989ers. Um, but what was I just saying about that? The language. Oh yeah, she was in using. that interview, wasn't she? She was like, she said that it was so metal or something. What did she? Can you, Candace? Can you help me here? <laughs> she was using like a lot of terminology that was like she's a little old to be using that, those words. Uh, be careful, the Swifties come hard. I know they hate me. Yeah, I I, loved, but you're not like. Here's the thing: if you're not devout, they get. It's like any cult, right? If you're not like devout, like they I can't handle any sort of. I have respect for Taylor Swift. I also like. I have, Listen, I've told the, you, I have a good friend of mine is like the most, he is the most, the biggest Taylor Swift fan while also the most critical. Right. Well, I mean. Both can be thing, true. More, right. The, the, that's, uh, a more, that's actually a more thoughtful fan. Agreed. And here's the thing. If the person is so famous as Taylor Swift is that there is zero chance she will ever hear anything I've say, said about her. 
which she won't. Um, <laughs> I think it's fine. Like she will right. never ever hear what I've said. You're not her. giving yourself enough credit. The creator of Betches. All right, maybe says she has that heard Taylor it. Swift fucking sucks. <laughs> Not what oh, I that's said. not what you said. I'm sorry. I, Taylor, that's not what you not said. Number, I didn't say that. My number one Spotify uh, artist, Taylor Is Swift. It? Yes, okay. I'm a fan. I I'm just, a fan. You know, too. I'm a, a huge fan. I have thoughts. I think hating Taylor Swift right now is like the most. That's weird. Hack opinion. Like I just yeah. think it's like a dumb opinion. Like you're trying to get a rise out of people. That it's just not a. It's I a love false... Taylor, but she she does some weird shit. And one of them is was this was the terminology she was using in this interview. Let's hear. Candace, let's hear. Candace. All right. So in her time, person of the year interview she mm -hmm. was talking about how her relationship came to be she said this all started when travis very adorably put me on blast on his podcast which i thought was metal as hell metal as hell metal was... as hell yeah that's something i would stop someone go what right did you say? you'd be like you're 34 too, right so. let, let, is there another line can we get <laughs> right <laughs> metal as hell right? i don't even think that's like a thing people do people say that I don't know. They must. That Where sounds like something Alice Cooper would say in Wayne's World. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> it's like a little weird. Like where I thought that was like no. it sounds like what uh, what's his name the, the Osbournes would say on like right, Ozzy not, Osbourne. Not I Taylor thought that Swift. was middle as hell, yo. Like, I could see maybe a young TikTok person saying that and me being like, oh, that must be like a cool new word. Yeah, Taylor if Swift, someone young said that, yeah. I would go. Wow, this fucking idiot young person says it now. It's their new word. It's like Riz. Yeah. What, Any other good What was quotes? a word of our generation? I don't even know. Our I mean, the word cool at some point wasn't cool. Like, right. you know, like it wasn't. Cool has stood the test of time. Cool cat. I guess okay, that was different. Weird, yeah. yeah. But that's cool. We didn't really have a lot of language, th languaging yeah, things. Yeah, we didn't have I, our own. Now, Maybe we did, but like. On fleek? I, I think. On fleek was not us. No, come that on. Little, that was a little uh, young it, for us. It, yeah. it poked its head and then got like self-aware. Right. You know, I, I just think like now there's like an internet thing where it's like you're trying to fit in with. Yeah. But internet. Taylor should be above that. I feel like there's more that she said. Listen, if someone my age said that slaps, I would like, <laughs> I would like literally my eyes wouldn't stop rolling for that all of slaps. 2024. I mean. Like when I hear people say our age, that like you know, in I, our generation, like, they say that slaps. I'm like, ugh. Remember, I don't know if this is still a thing or was a thing. That fucks. That fucks, yeah. <laughs> like, kind of fun. <laughs> right. It, it was fun. Like, it was this always, guy fucks. It, yeah, this guy fucks. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always, it was, to me, you were trying to be a persona when you yeah. said shit like that. Like, kind of fun though. What was the fuck around and find out? Fuck around we, and find. We, we I hated fuck that. around and find out. Now you kind of love it though, or you did for a bit. I, I like it. This is person dependent. I don't know. Candace, what else did she say? No, I think the only other thing people thought was weird was what she said about Kim Kardashian, where she was like, "You have a fully manufactured frame job in an illegally recorded phone call." It was just her phrasing. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it she's sounded used, like she was like, "Did this article to call out Kim Kardashian?" Oh yeah, yeah. But it was like her her wording for certain things. People were like, "Is that how Taylor Swift really speaks?" Yeah, I think that's the kind of thing she's been describing it like that for probably six years to anyone that she will speak to about it. I could not and agree more. And she's mastered more. the like the phonetics right. of calling it that. The, she has. This is a a bit she's yes. worked on. You're oh, totally. There is no question because when I saw that that was like what came out of that article, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, she she knows she has the she's footing. Been planning this for yeah, a bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the idea that Kim kind of made it out of this Kanye shit is crazy to me. 
The unscathed. Like, unscathed. Yeah. Like no one thinks she was married to this guy. Yeah. Like, like it's not like she didn't know. Did well, you hear kinda, the art? She's kind of framed herself as a victim of him. I don't know. You are married to someone who put a, who did a meeting. And again, there's a lot of people that like dealt with Kanye during him acting in the crazy ways he was acting. But there was a daily, they did a Sunday daily. I don't listen to the daily. I just have it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like one of those things like, oh, I'll subscribe. Like the Maybe, New York Times thing? Yeah, the yeah. daily. They do a Sunday one. I listen to one where he, they go through the relationship he had with Adidas. Yeah. And I guess it had, did you listen to his opening meeting, he just puts up a swastika on oh the on the whiteboard, and people are like, like in Germany, like where it's like there, especially I guess you're like that's like against the law, right? And like it was like this, like I, I don't know, know about this. You, wow. No, this you got. I mean, this podcast is like I only li is that while while she was married to him. I don't know, <laughs> but you're married to someone who does that. Yeah. Who did it for a meeting of executives at Adidas in Germany. So like, I don't know how, you know, like. Yeah, how she got, how she got away from this association. Right. And I think what we all, we kind of like lessen marriages in Hollywood. We're like, oh, they don't get, they don't go on dates to just get married. Like, right. I think we kind of assume like there's this other Fast world of marriage that happens where they don't even know each other. But it's like. Right. Did you you knew not none of this showed through? This was he was doing a whole act. I don't know. I I, I don't know how it didn't get on her at all. Right. Like well, none Taylor, of the spillage. Taylor remembered. Taylor knew. S Taylor and J Train. Taylor, the two of you. I know you hate her, but I know <laughs> it's who? Taylor Swift. No, no. I'm kidding. I okay, okay, okay. No, no, no. But I yeah, I don't know how I, I'm with Taylor on this one. Like she does make a good point. Like how I am with Taylor, but also it's, I do think it's kind of funny that she used her time person of the year article. <laughs> right. This was like on her agenda. Like what right. points do you want to like, what points would you like to get through? She could have made this like the most boring, bland thing. Sure. She could have talked about the music. She could have talked about the tour team, the tour. She's like, no, I've been playing the long game for this. We're going to talk shit about Kim. I'm going to tell everyone how much I love my relationship. I'm like getting, so funny. I'm getting, Getting it all out there, I'm gonna like get my my long game revenge. I respect it as someone who's also quite vindictive, just like Taylor <laughs> Swift, and also uses her art to get back back at men who have wronged me. Right. Um, I relate. To, here's the thing: I I'm critical because I am her. I feel like I'm criticizing myself. Of course, I mean, I'm not her. I'm not clearly as I'm not Taylor Swift. I wish, but every but, <laughs> no, but every story yes. we look at through the lens of like put my, I'm going to put yes. my feet relate, in their shoes. I right. relate to her um, for sure, and that's why you know I've got to have that critical lens. Listen, I will say this: as the great Uncle Ben once said, "With great power comes great responsibility." And the minute she got the high ground, mm -hmm. had the power, she had the spear in her hand. She's like. Pointing it at Kim and Kanye, like it is, it is very revealing. This is very yeah, yeah. Uh, it is. thought out. Yeah, I respect it. <laughs> I I can see through it. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little petty, petty or prudent. Sure, it's a little petty, but I don't care. Right. If you wanted to relate this to other things, like when she writes a song about an ex, right. maybe yeah. she's not the best. You know, the, not the person we should be believing the most. You know, like when you, you know, when yeah. when the pen's in your hand. I mean, this is her side of it. Right. I mean, she's. She's not using last names. <laughs> it's just funny. Just when Kim thought she was like safe. Here's the article. Right. Yeah. There's. I, I, I almost feel like Taylor became this rich and famous and powerful 
in to spite, get back to do to get back at her. The minute he took the trophy <laughs> out of her hand, her. yeah, I think it drove her. Like it it's kind of impressive. It was a very publicly embarrassing thing that happened. I think it was more embarrassing for him, but like he didn't find I, it that way. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I yeah. If it was a man that he ripped the trophy out of the hand of, I I would think it would be very embarrassing. Right. Because it's like just like the masculinity of having someone just. But I do think that like the the ego involved with being that big a celebrity, like it can affect you in the same way that like an ego filled man would be affected. Yeah, I mean Kanye West clearly has a like mental. Really. Like, Whatever. <laughs> Just saying, obviously. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N, Shoppers get it. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something Something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash UUP, code UUP. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. 
Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Anyway, um, here are some non some betches dating predictions. This is from The Office. Like from this office, not this TV show. So this is from the Betches HQ. Yes. Put together what they see for 2024 as far as dating is concerned. Okay. All right. So they think non-drinks date ideas like sober or not going or going to a coffee bar will gain popularity. I do think the uh, non-alcoholic movement seems to be making some moves. Um, can I add on to this? Sure. Something that I've been a proponent of, the coffee wine hybrid bar, you will see more of them. Okay. Um, this is something I've seen in other parts of the country. There's a lot here. Would you do here. it? Love it. You like uh, that idea. St. Jardine. Would you get coffee or wine? One of my favorite date spots. Um, I would start, it, it wouldn't be decided. Okay. We're just going to go to St. Jardine. I think that's a perfect date spot. Uh, St. Andrews is another place. St. Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. That's another place that's like, like a coffee that wine that's, hybrid. That would like be you're great. In Europe. Right. I think these European style mm-hmm. places that are more bistro cafe, that the option of coffee or wine is available to you, is such a fantastic first date. It's easy for conversation. How would you feel if someone like didn't drink on that date? Are you fine with that? It's no problem. I, I'd get a coffee with them. Okay. No problem. Like, I just think it's like the pressure of getting a drink at a bar is so great. And this kind of like takes this off. Like you don't feel like you're wasting. I think something I feel as a, as a, as a, as a, as a born wuss is the pressure that I'm like wasting the wait staff's time. Interesting. So where yeah, you're like, I thought about that too. Like right. when you go to dinner and no one's drinking, are you, is the waiter like annoyed? Right. Like, did I fuck <laughs> up this person's rent? You know, like, and it's sad. It's sad that we live in a society where you can't trust the restaurant to make the money that like, you know, like to pay their employees. I mean, they're going to be fine. Like, (laughs) hopefully. So I, you know, so, but I'm saying like a place, I I use St. Jardim as like- Order the lobster. Right. (laughs) But like, even there, I want to be able to sit at the bar, have a coffee and not have someone go, it's an hour limit if you're not going to get drinks and food. Like, you know what I mean? Someone said that to you? No, but some places that I could understand if they they said that to me, I'm not going to go, what? I'd go, I get it. You want to make money. So that would be my add into this look into the future. Um, another one was virtual screeners before a date will become the norm than meeting from the apps. Um, I don't agree with that. I don't either. I don't think people, I, I was talking about this the other day because I actually have been doing like best of episodes of J train to like Mm -hmm. lead into like the new version of the podcast. And I listened back to these episodes. I listened to one from 2018 and it was, um, this person saying they were like, I need a phone call before a date. And I remember that. I was like, oh, from J Train, you're saying, right? But, we've but done, we've yeah, done that too, yeah. and and <laughs> that's the reason for the J Train change yeah. um, to not repeat things. But I, but we've talked about that here. In the pandemic, it was like, well, you got to have a call. Like I can understand right. that you know well, only going out so much, higher. right? Yeah. The risk was are higher. They, are they COVID worthy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-pandemic. I was like thinking of myself, and I was like, on it, I was like very much against it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like in 2018. And then I started thinking about it as like, if someone was like, hey. Bless you. Thank you. I was like, if someone wants to jump on the phone with me before a date, 
I would understand. I'm not going to be against it. Mm -hmm. If someone said, I only go on dates with people I talk to, then you're out. Then I would be out. Okay. And I guess that's because it's like, did we not have enough fun on the, I guess we didn't have enough fun on the app that why would, maybe I don't want to go. I think that's, I think you're, you and probably me too, be against anyone who's like, just has such strict rules about anything in that sense. Like I only go to, I only go out in the, this particular area of the city. Someone said that. Right. I'd be like, yeah, it's like this. Like it speaks to a level of rigidity, I think that wouldn't really work with your personality. Right. And it's a, there's a judgment in that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like if you don't do, who doesn't do this? You know what I mean? So or my time is such that like I wouldn't right. do that. I think it makes it a little less fun. I also just don't think that you get the same vibe. Right. But I'm, I mean, I'm okay. If two people are into it, I'm not like against the idea of it ever. I just don't think that, um, I don't think that it's like so great that more, it's going to happen more than it has been happening. That's my point as well. Like I, 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 it, it could it happen? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that if I talk to someone over an app, the the text was so. I think we need to be like more okay with just okay conversations on an app going nowhere. Like right. I think it that, ain't gonna get better on the date. Well, like I I know people think that they go yeah we had a nice conversation I guess we, if if the only option is ugh I guess we gotta go on a date maybe it wasn't that good enough conversation to get you on a date. You're saying the conversation has to be like exciting for both people to get right. There. I think that's fair. I think that's a better like if we don't were go on z- the date unless you had a you had a conversation that made you excited about the date. Absolutely. If you need the phone call to get more excited, maybe you're trying to create something out of nothing that shouldn't really be created. I like that one. But okay. uh, matchmaking services are going to be more widely accepted. Are they not accepted? I think they're acceptable. I think they're acceptable. No issue with matchmaking services. I guess they're a little like, oh, you have to get a, I have to get a matchmaker. Right. It feels like a little. Kind of like dating apps maybe used to be. I think there's going to be a, I think there's going to be, I think there's room in the market. And I think it's already happening. They sponsor one of the podcasts. Um, But I think there's going to be a more wide version of matchmakers. Like different ways you can go about it. Yeah. I think right now there's high end and then there's nothing. Right. Where's the... Where is the matchmaker for the pores? Right. <laughs> well, no, it's expensive. I, I think it's like, what is it? Like thousands of dollars for like a few dates. Right. right. So what if you like, what if an app was created where they hired like a bunch of matchmakers? Like, mm-hmm. like, like they got like a, a call center from, in India. It has to be a level up from an algorithm. Right. But a level down from whatever the intensive screening of the very high end. I think people is. would want that. I agree. Maybe like we if, should make it. Right. Like if someone called me, if they were like, hey, uh, I want to go on a date with this person. And then they're like, can you just talk to them? For-? Like I'd talk to them on the phone first. Right. And then I call the woman. I go, yeah, this guy's looking to fuck. Like like the way I saw that big dog Jerry, big dog Gary from Bachelor. I was like, that guy's, like, this guy fucks. Yeah. Like I, I would I like get- that. I would love to do that. That would be like a dream. Right, like, wouldn't yeah. that be great? Like, to be like the middle, the middle of the road uh, matchmaker. Yeah, like, uh, talk to my brother, talk to my sister. That yeah. would be the app, and it's like, okay, this was fun. Now talk to my brother. Right. Maybe we'll offer that service as part of you up. If you guys right. like it, let us know. Jared's so. like, I'm not really interested in that, but <laughs> <laughs> I would talk to I someone am. and just be like, I mean, if we, if someone was like, I'm about to go on a date with this guy, will you do a Facetime with him, J and J? Yeah, we'd get on and let we'd be like, worth it. Yeah, let's talk to him. Yeah. 
What are your intentions with our friend? <laughs> we'll take 10 minutes. Right. Less, maybe. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows you know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans the one you can fancy up fancy down and just look better every time you wear them well that's why you need to check out lee denim I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry? Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. What are we talking about? So let's jump right in. Okay, let's jump right in. Um, I'll read it. Why not? Hey, J&J, longtime listener, first time writer, writing in to get your opinion on a recent feeling I've been having around the idea of getting engaged. Congratulations. Ish. I'm sure this will be positive. Let's see. I, 29, and my boyfriend, 28, have been together for a little over two years, living together for the past year. Throughout this time, I've always been confident and comfortable in our relationship. Prior to him, I had a lot of anxiety around dating, but thanks to some therapy and listening to this podcast, whoa, just like therapy, from the start of our relationship, I've been upfront about what I was looking for, and fortunately, he wanted the same. Look at that. Open communication. Mm. Probably after the first year of our relationship, I started dropping hints that I would like to be engaged by the time I'm 30. I was 27 when we met. I knew we hadn't been dating that long at the time, but in my timeline-driven mind, that felt like the perfect time. 
Fast forward to today, and we have been talking about getting engaged more seriously. We have now had a couple conversations about when we'd like it to happen, landing on sometime during 2024. I would like to be somewhat surprised, so I don't want to set a smaller window. And each time I walk away feeling good about it all. I want to know, but I want to be surprised. And I have a window. Well, like not, a, yeah. I think you want like a quarter. You want like an open, a quarter mystery. Okay. Yeah. Like three month mystery. <laughs> Make sure your nails are done for the next three months. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That seems like an appropriate level of time. Um, okay. Each time she walks away feeling good about it. Yes. Sorry, I would lose. However. Each time over. Okay. However, today something weird happened. One time? <laughs> today. Me and my friend who was also talking about engagement with her boyfriend went to try on some engagement rings as neither of us are sure what type of ring we want. While we were trying on the rings, I started to feel a bit uneasy. I have no doubt in my mind that my boyfriend is the one I want to be with. But now that 2024 is getting closer, I'm just not sure if I'm ready to get engaged. Part of me wants to tell him that and I want... And part of me wants to tell him that I want to wait until at least fall of 2024, Q3. Uh, But I'm scared (laughs) that he will take that as I'm having second thoughts about the relationship. So here are my questions for you. Is it normal to know you have found your person, but you aren't ready to get engaged? How should I bring this topic up to my boyfriend without worrying him that I want out of the relationship? I know he hasn't bought a ring yet. And if I had to guess, I would say he's planning for a fall engagement already. But I feel like this is something I should talk through with him rather than keep to myself. Thanks in advance for the advice. And thanks a million. Thanks. And thanks times a million for all the great advice you've given over the years. Best a soon but not too soon to be engaged, Betch. Well, I have no expertise in this. <laughs> um, but I would like to ask what you think. I think this is normal. I think it's a normal feeling to feel like you're go- you're doing something that's unknown and it's a really big decision. And even mm-hmm. if you're excited about it, you can still be kind of nervous. Right. I think that's completely normal. And having that feeling one day doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. And, and if you want to wait till the fall, that's also fine. But I think that like whenever it happens, you're still going to have, if you're like a normal person, I think you think about this decision quite seriously. Right. And also going with your friend to go look at rings, I think is like kind of a mistake. Like You think? Well, you know, what's the line? Comparison is the thief of joy. Like okay. maybe she was looking at this other person being like, look how pumped they are. They seem to know right. what they want. I don't even know what I on want. It becomes day, this snowball so. effect. What's that? But maybe it's just on that day. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. I don't know. And also, she never writes what the thing is she's worried about. She's like, I know I like the guy. I'm just worried. It's like, yeah, that's like nerves normal. Yeah, normal. Before you do anything that's unknown. I had that feeling before about my house. You're kind of like, this is a big decision. Right. And even though I'm like into this decision and I'm excited, I'm still like a little nervous. Like, I don't know. Again, I think you almost have to be like kind of dumb to not have any thoughts of like, there's absolutely 0% chance that this is um, the right thing to do. And a little delusion. That's what I'm saying. There's like a level of delusion, I think, that goes into that feeling of complete absolutism. um, Unless you're like truly that kind of person. Also, here's here's a little bit of fun for me. Oh, the minute the woman had to decide when to do this, she got nervous and was looking to change the date. Like... All of this stuff well, in sometimes a... Sometimes it's more about the like chase of it a little bit. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is like all this stuff is put in the guy's hand. Pick the date. Yeah, Q3, but she gets to lay back. He's got to do 
decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, and then the moment she was like, put a ring on her finger and was like, oh, I, I guess I'm deciding this is going to happen. This, You got nervous. And it's like, so a little empathy for the sure. men that are put yeah. in this position. No, totally. That have to be in control of the date and doing it and mo- moving forward. We always, you know, have right, these guys. The Why are they the so proactive? Right, right. You have to be in this kind of. Right. And I think old that school happens, way of, of doing the proposal, which most people do still. So that happens, especially, I think, when you're talking about your timeline, which she's talking about. But she didn't say, like, I'd like to be with someone for this long to get to know them. She said, I'd like to be engaged by 30. Right. Which has absolutely nothing to do with him. Right. right? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's the way she's phrased the thing. So when you've kind of like made this this um, decision based on like the exact time in your life by the certain age. And it doesn't have anything to do with the surroundings, which sounds like that's how she's made this choice for when she expects to be engaged. I can understand getting to that point and be like, well, why did I pick this age? Right. I'm not really sure. Like, why is it now? Why is it? I, uh, how I, many you know, men do that? You know, <laughs> before, why am I doing this? Why am I putting all this money into this ring? Why am I, you know, going into this next phase when I could just be lazy and do nothing, right. you know, like. But most men aren't like, I need, I want to be engaged by the time I'm 30. Well, or, but they, but I I'm, I guess I'm saying like, if you're faced with a woman who's like, I want to be engaged by 30. Right. And then it's like, put it together, buddy. Right. <laughs> you know, well, that's like, why I don't think. That's not I, yours as well. Yeah. That's not your date. I don't think engaged by 30 is like the way to do it. In terms of not that I'm against like giving a sense of your standards and when, what your expectations are, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it by the age that you are. That seems to take the relationship entirely out of the equation. Right. And uh, and so what do you think she says? I mean, like maybe that's part of the answer is like I'm looking at this relationship and my heart's beating a little bit faster when I think of like right. we'd be engaged in the fall as opposed to the winter. I don't right. know. I don't know if those two make a difference, but it's, that's why that's where I'm feeling mm-hmm. right now. Maybe that's what she says to the guy. Yeah. I think one totally okay to have this feeling doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the relationship. Agreed. And two, I think great, great opportunity to reevaluate why you want things when you want them. Mm. And then to have an open conversation with your fiance about your whole train of thought, which again is an intimate conversation, which brings you closer to the actual person that you're dating, not this like hypothetical age related timeline. And it's now a conversation with both of you. Like Mm -hmm. to this point, it sounds like she gave a lot of directives. Right. And hinting at, I want to be this at 30. I want to be that, you know, and like, how about here's where I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Like, like, have you thought about this? Like, what makes you nervous? I'm going to vulnerability produces vulnerability. It does. And it seems it's funny because it seems like less romantic to be talking about your engagement before Mm. you're engaged. It's like it's like theoretically it's supposed to be this like big surprising thing. But for when when in any other huge life decision, would you act like that? Wouldn't be like, oh, he proposed the house and we bought it like immediately. No, you'd have like 75 conversations about mm-hmm. getting a house before you got it. Right. Like you should have like 75 conversations about getting married before you get married. Right. I went to go get rings. I watched my friend get so excited and I'm sitting there getting nervous. I don't I don't know where that came from. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I'm just nervous. Right. And in any other decision, you would be totally open um, about that. O- totally okay and open about that. Um, even like, you know, I thinking about getting this job, but I'm nervous about leaving this other, like anything else that you would feel, you can have a reservation about any decision and it doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. I, 
I'm with you 100%. And I, I think if he takes it as, oh, you want to break up with me? Like, there's other issues afoot. Like, right. that's him looking for outs, which I don't think this is going to happen. I think, like, saying simply, I picked up the ring, and I just got so nervous. I was like, and again, like, next place of life. Like, you get the, the engagement starts tick, 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 tick. Now, when's the wedding? Yeah. And then the wedding, when's the baby? You know, when, when's, the next, when's baby? the next baby? When are they gonna go to, you know, when are you moving to the suburbs? When are you, yeah. when are you gonna go to the elementary school? When are you gonna go to summer you're camp? When are you gonna, you're on the train. <gasps> All aboard well, I think that's why a to lot of people, death. I think that's why a lot of people don't think about it. It's a little scary right. to think about the whole all the all of the things that come after. Yeah, and the what are the what's the famous lyric? The hits keep coming. The keep the years they keep, keep coming. coming and they don't, they stop, don't coming. stop coming. So, yeah, I can understand. Like this this engagement's not. Do I love this person? If anyone took it that way, they're being immature. Yeah, this engagement is holy fuck. We're like doing life now. Yeah, you know we're moving towards like. Look at my life. I'm sitting here in fucking La La Land, chilling. Like, I'm off the highway. Sounds nice. To some. For you. For me, I, you know, sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why don't I get on the you're, highway? You're enjoying start, that. Uh, yeah. Am I? Am I doing everything? Like, when I'm in a relationship, will I look at myself and what I did now and be like, Jared, you, what the fuck? I mean, here's the thing. If you're enjoying it now, then it's the right move for you now. If you're not enjoying it, that's it. That's that's your cue. Right. If you're having fun and you're having a good, a good time. time. You, you said this year was a 10 out of 10. Yeah, I got to rethink that number. You said this year was a 10 out of 10 and this is how you're running the year and you seem quite happy with the year. So, yeah, I would say if that's your, that's your body telling you you're enjoying what you're doing. You're right. And tonight I'll be at the bar making out with your phone. My phone with a little tiny martini glass next to it. As soon as it hits uh, midnight, <laughs> two are going to be at it. Uh, all by myself. Don't want to be. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying like not not Me, every. No, no, no. Not yeah. A lot of people would not enjoy that New Year's plan, but you would. And that says that as you're happy as, with it. As long as my post did well that day. As long as the phone is giving you the positive reinforcement right. that you need. Words of affirmation. Right. And quality time mm -hmm. and gifts. The, the the phone gives you it all. All of it. Physical touch. Oh, she touches good. Well. <laughs> so, no, I think she's got to talk to this guy and just let him know. Agreed. Um, That's a simple answer. Simple. Simple, simple. Easy peasy. All right. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We did it. Happy New Year to the listeners, the watchers on YouTube. And here's to, to more, more fun in 2024. Boom. Bye. The UA Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico, Sean Kilby, and Candice Maniga. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico and Shannon Sassone. Social media by Candice Maniga. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at u.up.podcast on Instagram and send us your emails to uup at betches.com.
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.